This is Radio Influence, podcasting redefined. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. Uh, football season is right up on us, people. Uh, and it's one of those funny things that football's almost snuck up on us. We've been waiting forever. But, it, you know, it's just a weird time that it's a time normally now you'd be evaluating your team in preseason games and you'd be watching them in practice and you would kind of know what, what you think of your team. I have not seen the Buccaneers line up offensively, not one time this year. I don't know what they look like. I don't know what offense they run. I don't know if they change their defense this year. And uh, the game is against against the Saints is in is, is the 13th of September. And that is right around the corner. And listen, I don't know if there's a tougher first week opponent than the Saints. I mean, the Saints are pretty established. I mean, they don't they didn't have to fill a lot of spots and and voids in the offseason. They have Drew Brees, who obviously has been in the same system forever, and Sean Payton and Kamara and all those guys. Defensively, they can bring it too. So this is a tough number one. It's a tough week one. And you know what's going to happen after week one? I'm going to make your prediction. There'll be gross overreaction, <laughs> which is they're normally it's normally that way in you know, all the different cities. If you lose the first game, oh, oh, hum, it's the worst thing in the world. If you win the first game, we're going to the Super Bowl. Well, if the Bucs win the first game against the Saints with Tom Brady and Gronkowski, woohoo! people are going to go batshit crazy. They really are because the Saints are what we're going after. If you go into New Orleans and beat, beat New Orleans in New Orleans, that's, that's going to be tough sledding. So I'm excited. I'm excited, and you know, with everything happening in our crazy world right now with the sports and the protests, it's inevitable that the NFL doesn't get outdone as far as protest goes because you have to figure the NFL started this stuff. Colin Kaepernick started this whole thing, and I just think the irony of it is now you're seeing cops and you know firefighters and whole team, men, women, all different colors kneeling, yet Colin Kaepernick still can't get a job. To me, that's very telling about what's going on in the NFL. But there's going to be protests. And, you know, protests are a funny thing. Bruce Arians came out after practice, and he said basically um, he challenges players to commit to actions beyond protesting when addressing social issues, like obviously racial inequality. And, you know, the way Bruce said it, I think rubs some people the wrong way. I know what he was saying. What he's saying is protests ain't doing jack if you're not doing anything other than the protesting. And I agree wholeheartedly. But there's players out there, and there's fans that are saying that. Well, what are the players doing other than protesting? Well, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks did call uh, that young man's parents to uh, sue them a little bit, okay? A lot of these players are doing a lot of things in, in the neighborhoods. And a lot of them aren't doing it for credit. They're just doing it because they love their community. So... If you really think about it, nobody's doing more for racial inequality in the world than athletes. God knows the government ain't doing nothing. And, you know, local government ain't doing nothing. So really, other than athletes, name me anybody who's doing anything. Name me one. 
We had a Mississippi State running back that got the dang flag changed. Bubba Wallace got the, like, the flag removed from NASCAR. What? Think about that. That's some powerful shit. So Bruce Arians, I, I got what he was trying to say. Uh, I think it rubbed some people the wrong way. I like Bruce Aarons. I just think he's a straightforward cat. I don't think he BSs. And, you know, Tom Brady basically came out and says, uh, I think everyone makes the choices that they feel are best for them. Everyone is very sensitive and everything uh, of everything that's happening, um, trying to continue to listen and learn from teammates. That is what I want, okay? There's so many people that know instead of people that are trying to listen and learn. We all have to listen and learn. And that's the problem with our country. There's not enough people listening and learning. There's a lot of people that just want to point and say, what are they complaining about? Well, once you listen to what they're complaining about, then think about if it was happening to your people, if it would be a big deal. So that's where we are in our world right now. That's where we are in our world with sports. You know, sports are here. Whether they're here to stay or not, we'll see. Uh, there's a lot of break, you know, breakouts going on in college. I still don't know if that's going to actually happen. The Big Ten is talking about coming back now after saying that they're going to cancel their whole season because there's people suing, and it's a crazy world we live in. It really is. But like I said, the Buccaneers season is right around the corner. I've They've never been ranked this high ever. Even the Super Bowl year, the Bucs weren't ranked this high, not offensively. The, bank, the Bucs are one of the highest-rated football teams in all football. Now I'm going to say this, everybody. Maybe we're jumping the gun when we're talking about this Buccaneer offense because it doesn't exist. Does that, you understand what I mean? When I say the Buccaneers offense doesn't exist, they've not gone against anybody but themselves. So what? That's not, that's not good enough. It's not a good enough indicator of what you are as a system and as a team. And if you guys think that the brand of football is going to be pretty September 13th, you're crazy. It is not going to be pretty. There's going to be fumbled snaps. There's going to be drops. There's going to be, uh, there's going to be so much. And it's not going to be pretty. But it's football, though. It's football, and it's, uh, it's our team. And that's all we want is our team to be on that football field competing. I think that Bruce Arians, after their one scrimmage, and I'm going to the scrimmage on Friday uh, from the last scrimmage that they had, I guess the defense just put it on the offense, like put it on them. Offense couldn't do jack. That's what's going to happen a lot. Offensive football is going to be hideous for the first month of football in the NFL. They just haven't seen a lot of full-speed reps. Defenses are going to be way, way, way ahead of offenses. That's just the way it's going to be. And for this Buccaneer team, you know, throughout camp, there's not a lot of battles going on out there, and that's good. You know, if you talk about battles, you know, Gronkowski and O.J. Howard, that's not really a battle to me. You can't lose either way. Whoever we come up with, we have a second string. That's probably better than anybody else's. Probably not probably. He will be. Matt Gay, I guess, is, has a kicking battle going on. Uh, he shortened his stroke a little bit and uh, to obviously help his consistency. He got, he got a little shaky towards the end of uh, the season last year. But in his case, you know, giving him the job, nobody wants to give anything to anybody, especially that early, that young. But it's a good thing they brought somebody to compete with Matt Gay. He'll be the man ultimately. But competition is good. And if you're looking to see these other sports, the other sports are surviving, although they're having outbreaks here and there. 
Uh, but a couple other sports are in bubbles. Football's not going to be in a bubble. And if it gets in that locker room, it's going to go buck wild. So I'm going to knock on wood and hope that doesn't happen. But I'm not going to hold my breath either because that COVID thing is not a joke. And it spreads like wildfire. I think we all see that. That's for sure. But I'm looking forward to going to the scrimmage this Friday to start to see some real football, to see what this Buccaneer offense especially is going to look like. And uh, I'm ready for football season. If anybody wants to contact me, it's Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. And uh, make sure you watch, you're listening to the Rod and Ian show and listening to the other podcasts as well. But football season's here, so I got a little bit more energy in my step. And um, I'm waiting. I, right now, uh, I'm just kind of filling the void with baseball and really sprinkling a little basketball. And, you know, I even watch golf. But when football comes around, it's football, people. That's what it's all about. Appreciate you guys listening in, and I hope you're as excited as I am about football because it's right on the horizon. Have a wonderful week, and please be safe. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. This is a cannabis podcast. Quick fix on radio influence. We get exposed to a lot of really cool people in this in- industry, and uh, uh, I was exposed to a young man and his father. I'm not going to bring up their names. They're very uh, relevant business people in this area, and they kind of got me hip to a product. And the timing was amazing because I brought. I told you about meeting them, and the, it was drip. Drip is a certain um, pen that they sell. Mm-hmm. It's Delta Eight THC. So I'm new to this game. I'd never heard of it before. They're explaining to me that it's extracted through hemp and not marijuana and the whole nine yards. But that's really not important to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. To me, it's if it works. Okay. So they gave me this, you know, beautiful pen, first of all. I made the best looking pen I've ever seen. Yeah. And I hit it while we we're doing a little meeting. And two minutes later, I was like, man, I can really feel this. Oh, yeah. Now, Delta 8, whatever the hell it is, works. Uh, I met with them. They got me all hyped about Delta 8 and how I want to get involved with the Dignitary Cafe. And the next day, some legislation went down and actually met, put them in Category 1. Now, yeah. what is your exposure to Delta 8? So I tried the the drip uh, tincture mm-hmm. and the pen, too. But um, the tincture, really, yeah. I, I felt it. <laughs> I, t- I took it before bed, yeah. and for sure, it hit me like a heavy, yeah, yeah, yeah. A heavy indica. So it definitely works. Um, the Delta eight, from what I know, it's, it's kind of like a loophole, um, you know, for sure. THC, it's, mm-hmm. it's like a legal way to get like a high. Yeah. Um, so, you know, them coming down on it doesn't surprise me. Uh, this industry is ever changing. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to really trust what people are saying because, sure. you know, it's, this stuff is moving all the time. Yeah. So, um, you know, it doesn't surprise me at all. No, the funny part is I met them. No, no. I met their salesperson mm-hmm. that I talked to you. Okay. And you were like, you better watch out. That's going to be regulated. Yep. Then I had dinner with them, and they assured me that it can't be touched. And mm-hmm. then the next morning, they want to make it a Schedule 1. The Cannabis Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.